Hello, race fans, and welcome once again to another high-octane episode of Trackside, proudly presented by Document Technologies. Document Technologies provides a comprehensive range of managed solutions, including multifunction devices, managed print services, and document management software. They're also known for their fast service, boasting an average response time of two hours or less, and offer high-quality product multifunction devices alongside document management and cloud hosting software. Stay tuned, racing enthusiasts, because the action starts right now, right here on Trackside. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Terry Turner. Right there is Randy Dye. Randy, I, I had a message really, uh, really quickly here from a longtime listener. Says 13 years, a lady that said that we are the John Lennon and Paul McCartney of radio racing. What do you say? Which one are you? Uh, Yoko Ono. Uh, <laughs> oh my! I don't know if I'd have told that. Man, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, man. we are a long time. <laughs> Are we still on the air, Mark? <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad to be here. Happy Friday to everybody. We have a lot to cover and a great guest coming up. Randy, you want to briefly tell us who we got coming up here in just a few minutes, and then we'll uh, we'll switch over. Go ahead. Yeah, we're going to have uh, the uh, uh, owner uh, of uh, Alpha Prime Racing. Actually, he's a part owner in Alpha Prime Racing, Tommy Joe Martins. Um, you know, uh, it'll be great to to have you listen to the interview he this isn't a this isn't a guy or a team that gets a lot of publicity um but i think that's all the more reason why we wanted to have him on fantastic i'm looking forward to that it's going to be exciting and we're going to be doing lots of things like this as we go uh, interviews with with sponsors and race teams and winners of races etc but lots of good stuff coming up so we have a lot to cover meanwhile let's go to the local segment One Daytona, located across from the world's center of racing, is proud to present our local segment, where we talk with a local star in your part of the country, following a big win, event preview, and much more. One Daytona in Daytona Beach is a vibrant destination offering an array of shopping, dining, and entertainment options, including unique events and live music suitable for families and individuals alike. Ladies and gentlemen, right right now, right tonight at Volusia Speedway Park, local is underway with the germ-free Southern Sprint Car Shootout, and that will be followed by the Dirt Car National starting on February the 5th. Randy, believe it or not, the Dayton International Speedway will host the 62nd running of the Rolex 24 with the 59-car grid starting this Saturday and Sunday. It's here. It's time to go racing. I, yeah, I, uh, we've been having a lot of conversation. A lot, I mean, privately, not on our show, about this and uh, the, the car count and the number of tickets are sold out. The Taste of Twenty Four sold out. I mean, j- just uh, and, and I, I feel like it. I mean, I know it. I've said this many times on our show before, but I, I remember a day when I, I felt like that race was uh, number one. It wasn't worth going to see. Okay, that's just the facts. Number two. It was, in, in my opinion, on the verge of extinction, um, and and now it is it without a doubt, in my opinion, is the premier sports car race in all of the United States, in all of North America, for that matter. Um, and uh, and you can, you know, I'm not going to win this argument, but I would say uh, it's on the par with the best sports car racing anywhere in the world. Uh, it is a true spectacle. The fans love it. Uh, the, the drivers love it. Uh, our community embraces it. I, uh, and, you know, my hat's off to uh, Mr. Jim France and his family and, and his team because, uh, boy, they, you talk about a 180-degree turnaround. This is, this is one of the top events in all the world. And... Uh, uh, cool that it's right in our backyard, and we get to go have fun and enjoy it and see it. And uh, we already know that the 31 uh, Wheeling team uh, has, has won the pole for the race. And uh, wow, just just a 
very exciting time. Hoping and praying they get great weather for the weekend, and uh, looks like it's going to be warm anyway. I've been there when uh, it's been snowmobile suit kind <laughs> kind of nights, and uh, so uh, this this should this should not be that way anyway. Well, and it's funny we we've been there. Uh, bad weather, good weather, rain, et cetera. It doesn't seem to affect the fans too much. And uh, whether or not, whether good or whether bad, the taste of the twenty four is packed with folks uh, stuffing their face. Randy. Oh yeah, I mean it's uh, pe- people. Th- this is this is really again. I mean th- this is the event of the of the year for sports cars in the United States. Um, and uh, I. I would tell you I was at best a lukewarm fan. Now I can't wait for it. I look I look forward to this event. I I get to I get up in the middle of the night and I check the leaderboards and you know try to go back to sleep and you know it's just it's crazy. It's uh, it's its own it is its own entity. Really, really, really special. Uh, very excited. Just hope for a great event, safe event, fun event, good weather. Everybody, uh, you know, good racing. It's always amazing to me that it comes down to after 24 hours of racing and you have several cars on the lead lap and they're separated by seconds or sometimes fractions of seconds. And that just seems to me on paper to be impossible. (laughs) But it works out that way. Well, and again, amongst the best drivers in the world, there's no doubt about that. And you, you made a great point, since we are talking local. It's amazing. Race fans love all kinds of racing. And so tonight, you can be at Volusia Speedway Park and then, you know, change clothes, take a shower tomorrow, and head to the Daytona International Speedway uh, for the Rolex 24. I mean, right in our backyard. And then New Smyrna Speedway, Randy, kicks off their season next Saturday with the Red, red Eye 50-50. And then uh, the next Saturday, uh, the World Series of Asphalt kicks off on Friday, uh, next the next Friday, excuse me, on February the 9th. So big time and those those things happening. And then you get to take a breath and NASCAR home, comes home with the Craftsman Truck Series on the 16th, the Xfinity Series on the 17th. The Daytona 500 on the 18th, and we, we do want to mention, and we've got uh, Daniel Dye coming up later in the program, we've got Daniel Dye in a truck at Daytona and an Xfinity vehicle at D- Daytona. We get to see him there. And then, obviously, we don't want to forget, and we're going to talk a little bit later about the duels, but uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover and a lot of racing going on in a short time in our own backyard. Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, I think uh, our announcer opened up the World Center of Racing. He talked about one Daytona being across the street from the World Center of Racing, and I, I'm not sure that you can say it any better than that. It is the World Center of Racing, all kinds of racing. And as we go through this program, we'll talk about some other kinds of racing that is at, at, at Daytona as well. And um, I, I can't deny that one of the things that attracted me to Volusia County way, 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 way back, many years ago, now over 40 years ago, um, was the fact that there was racing this kind of and this much in, in this area. The variety, the, the frequency, all of that was, a, was a, a big part of, not the only thing, but it was certainly something that I, I, I looked at and go, yep, that's, that's, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. Well, and Randy, let, let's talk about the fact that let's go to New Smyrna Speedway real quickly. I mean, you, of course, you've got the quarter midget racing out there as the season kicks off, uh, but the World Series of Asphalt is a it's another huge event. Fantastic drivers, and there again, people come from everywhere. That's another event in our backyard at New Smyrna Speedway that, that packs out night after night, and that's a that's a week long, over a week long, a series there with the World Series of Asphalt. Yeah, I think uh, if I if I looked at their schedule and remember this correctly, so you you, you would need to check it, check me on this. But I believe on February the tenth, they have um, the uh, the Northern Tour type modifieds out there on that. Yeah, Saturday. Wheel and Modified. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's more. If there can be more excitement um, when that when you get forty of those cars out there on that racetrack. Uh, you know, big tires, great suspension, fantastic horsepower motors, the sound of which you just cannot replicate. Uh, it is, uh, that'll be a packed, 
house for that event and and look forward to it for sure so yeah this this week for sure and probably next week as well local is local and it is local to us for sure well, all right. It is guest time right now on Trackside. Randy, I'm going to let you, this is, this is quite an honor we've got going on right here. So I'm going to let you introduce this gentleman and, uh, we're, we got some good stuff coming up. Here we go. Well, Hey, yeah, listen, everybody. Uh, so th- thank you for joining us. This is Tommy Joe Martins and he is, uh, the, pr- one of the principals at Alpha Prime Racing. Um, and, and there's, to, to be clear, uh, this is a little bit uh, selfish on my part because uh, we happened to race uh, uh, three races with Tommy Joe and Alpha Prime last year. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't finish the third one because Daniel got in a wreck in the truck series and uh, ended up with a concussion uh, and wasn't able to race on Saturday. But I know in practice we were fast enough and we were all excited and we were looking forward to it. So um, I just want everybody to meet uh, Tommy Joe Martins from Alpha Prime Racing. Tommy Joe, welcome. Oh, thanks, guys, for having me on. It's good to uh, good to catch back up with you, man. We, uh, you know, Tommy Joe, when we when we first talked to him um, last year about hey running a couple races with Daniel, he was very clear um, to me about they know their program, they know what they've got, they know where their what their goals are, what their expectations are. And uh, and I, I found him to be refreshingly candid. Um, so Tommy, talk, talk about that, will you? Uh, well, you know, with any deal, uh, I think the number one thing that makes things go sideways is expectations. And obviously, we're in a really competitive business with what we do. But I liken uh, Alpha Prime Racing and what we do as a team in the NASCAR Xfinity Series kind of to the movie Moneyball. Um, which I'm sure a lot of the listeners have probably seen. And they talk about the budget uh, that the Oakland A's have in that, uh, you know, in that movie and, and how they have to do things a little differently to be able to uh, survive and be competitive. And we're no different, right? We, we work in a, uh, a series that is full of multi-million dollar teams. Uh, I'm not Joe Gibbs. I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> and, you know, we're not going to try to do things the, the way that they're trying to do it. And that also means that there have to be uh, limits on what we expect to do on a per-race basis. So we kind of know what the competition level is. We know what a good finish for us is, which is a top 25 finish. That doesn't sound, you know, very sexy when you say it out loud. Um, but a really good day for us is a top 20. And a great day is a top 15. Uh, in, a, in a day where we celebrate as top 10. Uh, and if you say that on the front end, you allow a young driver, you know, somebody as talented as what Daniel was, to come in and really not have the pressure that they have at some of these really front-running organizations, which it's a different type of pressure, right? Like the pressure that he had when he raced with us was to qualify for a race. Well, that's something that once you go through it and you're confident, man, it makes you a better race car driver. So I still think there's such a, a place for teams like us to help develop young drivers. And, and there's a place for us uh, in the sport as a competitive mid-level team. But I just want all of our partners and all of our drivers to kind of know at the beginning of it, our mechanics, all the way down to our truck drivers, that we all probably have to do a little bit more. We have to pitch in a little bit more. We have to work really hard. And we just have to manage our expectations so we can still go out and have a lot of fun. You know, I found um, one of the things that I that was refreshing, another one to me, was how the attitude of the team and the organization and uh, how encouraging and professional, uh, same thing. I think they managed expectations very well, but and they understood, at least when Daniel was there, um, that they had a really young, green, very much a rookie race car driver um, and they and they didn't put too much heat on him. Um, you know, they worked with him. They listened. They liked the feedback. But both of them, but back and forth, the feedback was really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was a basket case every time we showed up because I knew we had to qualify. <laughs> as you, as you you were the you were the uh, counselor. You kept me in check. And and uh, uh, but but it was a great. It was just a phenomenal experience, and one of the reasons I wanted you to be on was to say thank you, but also 
a lot of times uh, us us radio people we don't recognize and we don't talk about the full field. And Daniel, I was so proud uh, of hearing his, uh, his SiriusXM interview, and he talked about that it was unlikely that he would be racing uh, with Colleague Racing this year uh, in the 10 Xfinity races had it not been for Alpha Prime Racing and Tommy Joe Martin and all of your team. And that's obviously really humbling to hear and really cool. Uh, you know, the people that are in the series notice how you're doing. And they notice the young drivers that come through the series. Like, obviously, Daniel's teammate over there at GMS last year was Roger Carruth. Raja spent time racing with us the last couple of years, and, you know, he got to run for Hendrick Motorsports at the end of last year, and that's really cool for me. Like, I don't take this approach, guys, that, you know, I can't believe this driver went to this other team. I mean, that's, to me, a really small-minded approach to this. Like, we are literally in the development business at Alpha Prime Racing. That is what we do. So I try to make sure that drivers, when they come to our program, know, yeah, the expectations are different, but we still have to execute at a really high level. And I want the driver to be the difference in the performance of the car, right? And for somebody as talented as Daniel or Raja or the drivers we've had come through our program, they understand that, yeah, they're not going to have the best motor and they're going to have the newest, greatest car and they're not going to have the most people. But I try to do a good job of, of letting my team understand, like, hey, by the way, like in the example you talked about, Daniel running those few races with us, he went to Texas. He had never sat in an Xfinity car before. Like, and he's only going to get right. 20 minutes. Of, he's only going to get 20 minutes of practice. So, as long as everybody on the team understands, hey man, we get, we got like a true blue rookie here, and we're asking this kid to get in at a high pressure situation where he has to qualify for this race on time. Like he does not have a provisional, he has to make it in on speed, and that means that everything we do on the team side has got to be perfect. We have got to go out here in this practice and execute get our plan done really quickly, come in, make an adjustment, and get ready for qualifying and give the driver a chance to catch his breath, think about what he just learned, and go out there and execute a lap. And obviously, I thought Daniel did a great job, put himself in the race a couple of times. No, he would have done the exact same thing at, at Phoenix. But that is what kind of earns the respect of the team, I think, is when you're clear with the team, you know, what our expectations are from the driver. And that as a team, we can have a successful weekend if we just see the progression from the driver and then I think they're more invested in it, right. Rather than just looking at the driver, like he's the thing holding you back. You look at that and go, you know what? It's our job to get through this weekend clean and that'll be a good weekend. Right. And, and now I think everybody's just a lot more positive. And I think that positivity gives confidence to the driver and then they're able to take that forward. And I hope Daniel does that over at Colic this year. We Tommy, can I ask you a question on the cars? NASCAR has just come out with uh, all the Xfinity cars will have slits in the rear window. Uh, mm -hmm. Your thoughts on that? How does that affect you expense-wise? What do you think? Well, look, we actually, this is one of the rare times in racing where NASCAR actually helped pay for some of this. So that was actually kind of nice. We, uh, we modified a lot of the existing windows that were there uh, in the back class of these Xfinity cars. And the reason they did was twofold. Number one, it's, it's additional drag, so it's going to slow the cars down just a little bit, but I don't want to freak everybody out with that because the primary reason that they did this was for driver comfort. Uh, the Xfinity car is a notoriously, extremely hot race car to be in because on mile-and-a-half tracks and, and really one mile and bigger, we close off the right side window of the car. We seal that off for really for uh, downforce and for aero purposes. So... When you seal that off, that cockpit is an oven. And as somebody that you know has run over 100 Xfinity races, I can tell you there's a few of these on a hot day that you, you really do not want to be sitting in that car. So they looked at it. I think it was a 40% uh, improvement in the cooling factor in the inside of these cars, and that's going to be a tremendous benefit to driver comfort and, and hopefully um, save a little wear and tear on our guys that are sitting in these race cars. No doubt the, uh, Randy, back to you. Yeah, the uh, so Tommy is winding us down. Uh, going into 2024, you know, you've got three of the great numbers in the sport as far as I'm concerned. The number 43 <laughs> will be competed uh, by Ryan Ellis all year long, right? Um, 
And you have uh, the 44, I believe, is going to be by Brandon Poole, I think. Is that right? Brandon Poole, yes. not Brandon. Yeah, Brandon yes. Poole. And, uh, and then the 45 is kind of a part-time thing that uh, you, you, you're working all of that out still. Is that, is that right? Yeah, so we've signed uh, a kid that is near and dear to my heart, um, Brad Perez, who uh, is another guy that's really had to earn it. Uh, he was a tire guy for me back when I was racing, and has run a lot of sports car stuff, and is really kind of getting his feet wet in NASCAR now. Great kid, a lot of fun to follow on social media, and he's going to run Coda for us and maybe a couple other road course races. And then my partner, Cesar Baccarella, who co-owns Alpha Prime Racing with me, He's going to be running at the Speedways. Uh, that's kind of like his fun thing that he gets to do every year is go race at Daytona and Talladega. And that's really what that car's for, guys. It's, it's really for that development driver, which for us this year is going to be Brad. Uh, it's not something we're trying to go race each and every race like we did last year with three cars full-time. Uh, and now we have two full-time drivers with Ryan Ellis and Britton Poole and, and two really professional race car drivers that are not – you know, 18-year-old rookies getting into the series, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, I got two guys that have been around and, and kind of know the deal on a small team and, and know how to overachieve. So it's going to make my life quite a bit simpler up here in the front office, I can tell you that, <laughs> knowing that we got two guys full-time and then we've got that third car available. Um, you know, for deals just like what we put together, Randy, where let's say that we do have a really talented kid that wants to, you know, run a couple of races in the Xfinity Series. Well, we have that third car open. It's there, but the person that's going to drive that car needs to understand that since it's not a full-time car, they're going to have to show up and be willing to qualify in on time, which honestly, to me, is a great checkpoint for drivers getting into NASCAR right now, right? Like, a lot, it, it gets taken for granted a lot, qualifying sessions, and that, oh yeah. oh, yeah, you should just be able to make the race. Well, when you actually put a kid under pressure and say, hey, man, you got to go execute at a high level, it makes them better. And it also kind of gets rid of the people that are asking to be in your car that might not be up to the caliber that you're looking for, right? We, we want people that are going to help us grow our program and step it in the right direction. I felt like Daniel was a perfect fit for that last year. I look at Raja. I look at guys like Sage Karam and Stephen Parsons and Ryan Ellis and now Brennan Poole and, and some of the – and we've had a lot of great drivers come through our program in a short period of time here. But you want people that are willing to step up to that challenge on that part-time car – and that's going to kind of help me narrow down the focus of what that car should be, and, and it should limit the number of races that we go and do with it, which I think ultimately is going to help me not overextend at times. I definitely felt like we were overextended last year. And so by kind of simplifying our program and just kind of focus on getting better with the things that we do, I think it's going to help us a lot. Well, we sure appreciate you spending time with us. We appreciate what you did for uh, for our team and Daniel last year and what you continue to do for the sport. and. I encourage everybody to look and watch that, and especially with what Tommy Joe said, uh, you know, assess how they do based on his, his expectation. And I think you'll be well pleased with uh, what, what this organization does. This is It's been Tommy Joe Martin with Alpha Prime Racing, the numbers 43, 44, and 45 in the Xfinity Series. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks for being on, Tommy Joe. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, let's roll to the truck segment. The tough trucks of NASCAR are next up on the agenda, presented by Aaron Delgado and Associates. With over 110 combined years of experience in criminal defense and personal injury, Aaron Delgado and Associates takes pride in vigorously representing clients in various challenging legal situations within the community. Now, let's go trucking. All right, you know, Randy, we we uh, we roll into trucks. Uh, how do you like this, ladies and gentlemen that are listening? We, Randy, we got new tires on the on the trackside show with these <laughs> intros and and all this. Uh, this is like pro stuff here. This this is uh, really shine on our paint here. Well, it's it is. You know, it's just uh, you've been around. You're the one that did this. I mean, you you talked about this thing being six. You know, give you six weeks and of giving you fifteen years and. You know, so uh, we we modified the uh, we modified this the format a little bit, trying to be a bit more intentional. Um, you know, and uh, the community obviously is supporting the effort through their partnerships with us. And uh, uh, you know, we, we know how important uh, the, we know how important the community is to us. And 
in, in, in this world, in the, in the, the radio world and, and the racing world. So it's great to have community partners, and we want to deliver the very best product we can. I will tell you, so you've heard the voice there. Um, that's Jeff Striegel uh, from MRN. He is the lead uh, broadcaster. He's the lead, uh, I guess, the color guy, if you will, on the, on the, doing the race. And so um, excited to have him doing some of this voiceover for us. And, by the way, I believe, I don't want to absolutely guarantee it, but I'm pretty sure we're going to do an interview with Jeff Striegel next next week, and and think about that. This is a guy that broadcasts every race um, uh, that uh, that is a NASCAR race where it's not an SMI racetrack, and uh, where, where MRN is there, and he's got a really interesting perspective. Not only does he see the race, but he has to make the race alive for. Um, for people listening on Sirius XM or their local radio stations across the country. i got to be honest, I don't know about you, Terry, but many, many times I will listen to the MRN broadcast while watching it on TV with the sound down. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. <laughs> and when you're at the racetrack, you want to have that in your ears if you can. It, sure, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, my my grandfather used to do that way back in the day watching when we were watching the Pittsburgh Pirates and I I th- always thought to myself, what what are we doing? He's got the radio. No, we didn't have earphones or anything, right? We had the radio sitting on a little table next to his chair and the ball game was on the TV, um black and white TV, and I'm like, well, I, why don't we just go turn the TV up? Well, I figured it out. You know, yep. because the, yep. the the radio broadcast was was just that much better. So yep. I'm looking forward to that opportunity as well. You bet. And ladies and gentlemen, just so you'll know, when Randy and I were much younger, we would crank our stereo up and watch TV at the same time. We see uh, MTV created from that, although we did not get the credit. And going to <laughs> trucks, uh, look, we're going to ask Daniel about this. Live pit stops are going to return for all the truck and Xfinity series. Uh, Randy, that's coming up, and in the triple truck, the triple truck challenge. Say that ten times real fast. Is is back, and uh, you know, you do everything right, you can end up with a half a million dollars right there. So both of those events are are uh, uh, no, a big plus for the truck series. Well, I think it just continues to add excitement. It, I think it's a reflection of the fans' interest in the two series, uh, the partners, the t- you know, the TV folks. It, it's uh, it, it just continues to add an, a credibility uh, to the product that's out there, the type of racing. I believe this is going to be one of the more competitive truck series uh, uh, seasons on record. Um, there's a lot of good teams, a lot of different moving parts coming into the truck series. So uh, it's going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be a win will be well earned. And uh, a top ten, as likewise, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a real, real effort. Um, we're excited about it. And we're looking forward to being a uh, to being in the truck series. You know, Daytona's just uh, about three weeks away, and um, uh, should be should be very exciting. We're lo- we're looking forward to it. you know most of the places we're going. I think I think every place we're going in the truck series will have been there. Um, uh, more than this will be at least our second time, so I think that helps a lot. Um, I know Daniel's been working really hard in the off season, um, not just in on physical stuff, but tape. You know, watching watching videos and um, just working on his skills as as well. So, hey, uh, fired up for sure. Absolutely, very, 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 very excited. Well, it seems almost that the, there's more focus on the truck series this year than I, than I can ever remember, no doubt about that. Just an, a side note so you can get your tickets and get ready to travel for the Triple triple Truck Challenge, May 24th at Charlotte, June 1st at the, Wild, the Worldwide Technology Raceway, and June 28th in Nashville. So get squared away for that. This is cool news, Randy. Marco Andretti will compete in the truck series and the ARCA series with Cook Racing Technologies. So there's a name that we know from other generations. Here he is right here in Daytona. We've got a great picture with Marco. We were racing, I think it was, um, 
I'm pretty sure it was mid-Ohio, and Daniel and, and uh, Marco were going at it, and they're side-by-side. Side. In fact, there was a third truck in the middle, and I've got that photograph that was taken by, by a track photographer, uh, and it was they were signed by, uh, by Marco Andretti and sent to me as well as Mario Andretti. So uh, pretty, pretty neat stuff for sure. Yeah, something really, uh, really good into, going into, which I'm sure is growing by the day. It's uh, Daniel's collection on cool stuff. Before we take a break, I'd love a comment on this one. Matt DiBenedetto, I'm learning how to talk, ladies and gentlemen. Matt DiBenedetto is still working on his 2024 update. It seems like he keeps uh, postponing it. was ready for an announcement, and then it doesn't come out. Randy, are we going to see him in the truck series or anywhere in NASCAR? What's your thoughts? I I don't know. Um, it's getting late, uh, uh, it, so it's it's. I suppose there's always a possibility. Um, it, I although it, by this time you would you would really think you'd have that kind of dialed in, and um, uh, I, so I I don't know. I that that's uh, that's a tough one. Um, he might fill in here or there, you know, for somebody, but um, I I don't know. I'm I'm. I'm concerned that uh, that he's that he may not because uh, you would think somebody of his ability uh, would would already have a deal lined up if he was going to have a deal. Okay, so before we take a break, here's a, here's a well, let's say we'll put it in the dumb question category. Um, we just had a really uh, cool guest on Tommy Joe Martin and said he had a third car. In the Xfinity series, think we could ever see Dio Benedetto in that vehicle? I don't know. I, th- I think if you heard Tommy Joe, he he, he talked a little bit there about um, overextending, and so mm-hmm. I think uh, that would that would probably be the the number one consideration uh, for him. I, I, I believe that's the way it's going to go. So I don't see it being a uh, it, it, it's not going to be a full time ride. Um, so I don't think that would be something that you would see um, um, uh, being done uh, unless it was fully funded. And I think that would maybe change um, change the outlook a little bit, change the possibility. But, you know, one of the things that I was so impressed with, with it by Tommy Joe and Alpha Prime is how well prepared they were. It, wasn't, it never was a mad scramble to try to get ready. And I don't. I, I think they have a pretty good discipline about that. That they they don't want to just just show up at the racetrack. They actually want to show up at the racetrack track and be prepared, understanding who they are and what their expectations are. So I'm not sure. I, I mean, if they don't have the personnel to to uh, compete three teams, I would say no, not likely. Gotcha. All right, with that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got a very special guest that I uh, I know everybody knows, and he's a local guy. Mr. Daniel Dye will join us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Trackside. Introducing the all-new tractor and outdoor power equipment section at DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors. Now you can gear up for your outdoor projects with premium brands like Bobcat, Massey Ferguson, Shindaiwa, Echo, and more. Need a powerful lawnmower for that perfectly manicured lawn? They've got it. How about a rugged tractor to tackle those big projects? DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors has you covered. And let's not forget the Lawn and Garden Center with everything from weed whackers to chainsaws. Commercial or residential, DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors has the goods to keep you moving. So why settle for ordinary when you can have extraordinary? Visit DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors today at their new location and explore the thrilling world of outdoor power equipment. DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors, where the thrill of the ride meets the power of the great outdoors. Your journey begins here. Hi folks, Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? 
Give us a call at 445-7606. That's 445-7606. Or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Welcome back to Trackside as we now take a look under the hood in the NASCAR Xfinity Series presented by Daytona's Garage. Daytona's Garage offers more than just standard dealership customization. They provide a comprehensive range of services for personalizing and enhancing cars, Jeeps, and trucks of any make and model, focusing on both aesthetics and performance with affordability. Reliable service. Now, back to Terry and Randy. All right, before we go to the Xfinity Series, we're going to talk to a very special guest that is involved in trucks and Xfinity Series, Mr. Daniel Dye. Daniel, be, behave yourself. Your dad's sitting right here. <laughs> it sounds good. What's going on, guys? <laughs> All right, Randy, I'm going to let you talk to this guy. Well, he's, um, yeah, I think it's an exciting time. Uh, for Daniel and and all of us, uh, his family and Daniel Dime Racing and uh, and, and all the fans, um, we appreciate so much the support of the fans and and all of our partners that help make this possible. So Daniel, you know, you're just turned 20 years old. That's that's probably a little hard for you to uh, understand, and it's really hard for me to get a hold of. Uh, and your second full time. Uh, season with the truck series and uh, an expanded part-time role in the Xfinity series. How, how do you, what are you thinking going into this? Uh, for me, just uh, trying to keep the, uh, the focus and on, uh, on what our goal is. And, uh, and that's just trying to run up front as often as possible. Um, you know, we got our eye on the ball for the truck series and trying to, uh, you know, have a have a good complete season there uh, in the 23 races, and uh, you know, try and, and win a couple races in the regular season to put ourselves in the playoffs, and uh, you know, be good enough to to go to Phoenix and race for a championship. Uh, after a year like last year, it, it was obviously not what we hoped for. Um, so we're looking for some redemption this year, uh, and, and we think that we have a good uh, a good chance, a good opportunity. To, uh, to get that redemption that, that we're looking out for. Uh, and then, you know, you mentioned the Xfinity part-time schedule. That's going to be uh, really, really cool to work with Colleague Racing and Philippe Lopez for 10 races um, and, and be able to use uh, my teammates around me, uh, you know, all their experience between A.J. Allmendinger, who's ran, you know, in the Cup Series and Xfinity Series for a really long time. Uh, as well as Daniel Hemrick, who's going to be driving their cup car, and having a guy like Josh Williams, who's also raced for a long time, and Shane Van Gisbergen coming over to the United States from, from what he was doing. Um, just a lot of good experience around me at colleagues. So, uh, you know, part of two really great organizations, and looking forward to getting to Daytona and, and starting off uh, both of those seasons. You know, and, and so I, I was, uh, we were all up there and, and, uh, Statesville and um, over Welcome, North Carolina, a couple weeks ago. And one of the things I saw at uh, McAnally Higelman Racing was the um, the banner, or if you will, I would I guess I'd call it more like a scorecard um, of what the everybody's finish was. No matter they were with the organization, but what their finish was, your finish was last year in, with. Uh, uh, with uh, GMS and obviously what uh, Christian did with McLean Hagelman Racing and 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 and, uh, and and now it's the 18, not the 16, um, as well. And so each race has where you finished last year, and um, I'm sure that you look at that chart and there's some of those races you just want to forget. You don't want to be reminded of where you finished last year. But I think that's an interesting motivator right i mean does it motivate you to go hey man you know i know i finished 30th at daytona last year of course i got knocked out by something that wasn't my own doing but how does how does that play into your preparation for going into each one of these races yeah well you know you looking at that like you said scorecard of, of everybody's finishes so 
I had an average finish of like 20.1 and, and the 18, which was a 16, Tyler had an average finish of like 19.9. And then uh, I don't remember what Christian's was, but there's 23 races. We get an opportunity to win and, and we're hoping to capitalize on it. It's reason why it can't be us. So just, uh, yeah, I, I think without a doubt, we're, we're definitely going to be able to put some uh, smaller numbers on, on that scorecard this year and, Looking forward to uh, getting a write down uh, a couple more single digit numbers this year. The, uh, hey, hey Daniel, a quick question: What's it like to split the focus? I mean, you're full time uh, in the truck series. You got ten races so far in the Xfinity series. I mean, wh- what do you have to do to have the mindset for both? Because you got to focus on both, focus on wins, uh, uh, the best finishes you can get. Is that is that a tough one? Um, it's a little bit different, uh, you know, so we've got like, we've got six and a half companion races, really seven, but one is at two different racetracks. We go to Indy, what the truck is at IRP on the short track. And then the Xfinity race is obviously on the, on the oval this year or the square or whatever you want to call it, um, the rectangle. Um, so you have to, you have to, it's just, it's just more work and I love it. I love I have a fantastic opportunity. You know, we've we've mentioned this a couple times. You, my dad, I, some of our family, my grandpa, you know, we we used to go to the Daytona 500 and be race fans, and I used to love it, and I still love it just as much. I'm, I'm a race fan that has been given the opportunity to compete where I want to compete. I still got one more level to get to, right? Trying to do everything that I can to be successful in the series that I'm in so that I can get to the Cup Series. Um, but all of this work is, is for, uh, you know, the goal. I'm, I'm working towards a stream that I've had since I was a little kid uh, and everything that I can to, uh, to, to get to that level. So, um, you know, that means twice as much sim time, really twice as much time in the gym, twice as many you know, sessions looking at YouTube videos and watching uh, pit road stuff and looking at data, um, twice as many trips to the shop, and they're they're an hour away from each other. So, it, it, or twice as much driving on uh, 77 and, and just driving all around. So, um, twice as much work, twice as much fun, and, uh, and it'll be four times as much fun when we can start winning races. Randy, back to you, buddy. Well, I just want to say, hey, uh, winding this up, why don't you tell us about this most recent addition to the Daniel Dye racing family? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think you're, are you talking about Winston? I am. Okay, well, we we do have a new uh, member to the Daniel Dye racing family. Uh, his name is Winston. He is... Uh, just about 11 weeks old. He's a little golden doodle puppy. Um, I was told that he's going to be 50 pounds. And I was talking to uh, the parts guy colleague yesterday, and he mentioned that his was supposed to be 50 pounds too, but it's 92 pounds. So uh, little Winston here is, is riding in the front seat, headed to uh, Daytona Beach. And I think he wants to go to the Rolex, but he might have to stay home. But uh, he's, he's coming, to, coming to Daytona, and... Uh, I'm going to go watch the Rolex and get to hang out with my girlfriend and my friends, and uh, then we'll head back up to North Carolina on Sunday and get right back to work. But then he'll be coming home for for the NASCAR Daytona and and get to hang out uh, in the infield all week and I'm sure meet a bunch of people and uh, hopefully get to be a part of a race win celebration in uh, in the RV lot afterwards. Daniel, you're going to get a whipping. You you had me scared to death there for the second that my hair was up <laughs> on the back of my neck. Uh, don't do that to an old man. Yeah, well, we're, we got we got to wait a little bit till we get one of those additions. Okay. All right. I'll let you say goodbye, Randy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for that. I mean, I I didn't even didn't even give it a thought, but I yeah. Now now I'm I'm sitting here stunned too, but. Uh, Hey, Daniel, uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for being on the program, and uh, we'll see you when you get home. We're with you, buddy. Thanks for being on. (laughs) Thank you. See you guys. See you.
okay, real quickly, as we finish up in the Xfinity, I'm not sure I can finish, Randy. Uh, 26, 26 different companies will appear on Brandon Jones' number nine Macar, um, number nine Menards car in 2024 in the Xfinity Series. Uh, what's that say? We've been talking a lot about sponsors. That's, that's big time, man. Uh, amazing. Well, I think it says a lot about him. It says a lot about uh, uh, his, uh, his, you know, uh, Dale Jr., Junior Motorsports, and, and um, all the efforts that they put forward to it. And so I think it's and, – and, and, again, it always, always speaks to the strength of the sport. I, you know, I, am, I feel very, very blessed um, when you think about uh, our, the same thing with us. You know, we, ought, we have – Champion Container is going to be um, – uh, the primary sponsor at Daytona in both the truck and the Xfinity car. But we have so many partners that will be, you know, primary at other races and so many that are returning. You know, we we have, a, and a lot of them are local. Um, a lot of them are local. Uh, you, One of your sponsors, Bill, Bill Gallagher from SolarFit, has been with Daniel since he was racing quarter midgets at a really early age. He's on board. Um, you know, we so we thought we're grateful to him. Kicks country same way. Um, you know, some a, a group of three that I call, I call those guys the three musketeers. It's Martech Industries and uh, Arrow uh, Arrow Wrecking and Giuseppe's. Uh, if you've never been to Giuseppe's, I you just need to stop what you're doing and go there. Uh, I, you know, I remember the Cheers restaurant on TV that sitcom. I think Giuseppe's is our version of Cheers, only more fun, more more laughs, uh, great big uh, bigger place, more more cool people, uh, and uh, and and hearts uh, bigger than the county itself. They they do so much for the community. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a bunch of people. Those those three those three people those three companies are very, very, very generous um, in the community and uh, do take on numerous causes. So we're grateful to them and, um, and so many others, SMA Healthcare and Halifax Health and Metro Electronics. And, uh, you know, it, what, and I'm just kind of piggybacking what you said. I didn't really know that was what we were going to talk about. But they are people that not only do they see, do they in all those different companies, they see a value in motorsports. But in our case, they only not only see value in motorsports, but they see value in being a part of something larger even, and that's what you do to, to help your community. All of the you people bet. that I mentioned, uh, as you know, help support Race to Stop Suicide. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that is not only a cause in our community, but it's a cause in every community across this country. So we're grateful for that for them. Absolutely. Definitely. With that, on the sake of time, we better roll to the cup segment. Universe presents conversation about the NASCAR Cup Series, the pinnacle. In auto racing, just like Cup, Unifirst is also the leader of the pack as the uniform and facility service experts. Let's go back to our hosts, Randy and Terry. Randy, uh, NASCAR debuts on February 4th in Los Angeles with the NASCAR Mexico series. Um, also, very interestingly, and kind of start, start up a, a little bit of a controversy, of course, uh, a demonstration uh, with David Reagan behind the wheel of an electric race car. Uh, now, NASCAR has made very clear this is not a harbinger of uh, things uh, soon to come or an upcoming division. This is merely a concept car. Uh, very interesting to see some pictures of it that were unveiled. And, uh, Randy, they say that, bottom line, it came really close. Uh, I think they ran in tests at Martinsville like 300 laps. They're going to be running a couple of laps, I guess, in L.A. as a demonstration. But came close uh, as far as uh, lap times. Oh, I, I mean, listen, I, I don't think that uh, the speed – is ever going to be an issue with uh, the, these cars. The, the, the issue ends up being the weight of the battery and how you are able to distribute the weight at the same time, not compromise the safety. Uh, and then what happens in, you know, you've got to build similar type um, 
safety around a battery as you do a fuel cell, as an example, so that you don't cause, you know, have, have a potential um, uh, hazard. Uh, with, I mean, there is a hazard uh, of potential, but try to minimize that. So I, I, uh, I, think, uh, uh, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I, I don't think that the, today that uh, the fans are ready for electric car racing. Um, obviously, the one thing that there is an advantage, potentially, is that the, the races would probably be shorter. Um, you know, I, it brings up so many challenges, though, to me. Do you build a race car... And then are, is NASCAR going to actually provide the batteries so that they're all supposedly exactly the same charge and you put them in at the race? I mean, there are so many questions to be answered, kind of very similar to the EV industry itself, right, for, for yep. the consumer. What's the infrastructure? Where, how do you get them charged? You know, where do they get worked on? I mean, there's just there's how, how, what's the range they can go? Um, you know, we, we've most recently seen in uh, the Northeast what the weather did to the, the, the life of the battery and when the chargers didn't, didn't, didn't work. I mean, there's all that stuff that still has to get answered. But if you're an OEM and you're in the sport and you're going to sell EVs, you probably want to see that, what, what that looks like on a racetrack. So I think Absolutely. it'll probably be well well watched you know for nothing else it'll be people will be curious yep no doubt well ladies and gentlemen with that our batteries are about down uh randy <laughs> i do have an idea for a sponsor for that division if it ever happens and that'd be the energizer bunny meanwhile again <laughs> at the uh, at nla the coliseum february 4th the bush light clash will take place we had a great time with you tonight ladies and gentlemen we'll see you next week and with the checkered flag right waving, we're wrapping up this week's edition of Trackside. Fear not, race fans, because we'll be back next week. Proudly presented by Document Technologies. Tune in for a fresh new episode packed with engaging interviews, captivating conversations, and all the exhilarating moments you've come to expect. Until then, keep the racing spirit alive, and we'll see you next time on Trackside.